So this is Bazin Moz um, from Global RE Bitcoin. And we're talking today in this podcast about marketing and ICO, how you do it, what steps you need to take, and uh, what's the message. Baz, thoughts? So uh, this is all, uh, I think when we get to the marketing, the ICO, we're getting into Socratic wisdom. We don't know shite, right? That's basically, I mean, you know, and we, Socratically, we speaking. Socratically speaking, yeah, not, not, uh, uh, not any other way. No, no other philosopher will do. Um, but uh, when, when, you know, we've, we've gone and uh, chatted with marketing experts and uh, we've chatted with uh, folks that have promised all kinds of stuff and they promised to do for us what we can do for ourselves anyway. So it, it's always been a, a little bit of a, a downer. Uh, and it seems like uh, everybody seems to think that uh, you try a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and then whatever works, you go for it. Um, so, uh, so we've been looking at a few different things, and 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 you know, we've sort of been following some of Dave's lead on some of those things. Uh, um, but Dave, maybe you can talk about what your thought process is. In this, uh, yeah, who's, in, who's Dave? I'm 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 Mozzie. Sorry, Mozzie. Um, Moz, um, in in this gestalt of my my pure so, self. So 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 tell us when you looked at the different channels, what what led you to think about one over the other? I don't think it's a channel question. I don't is think it it's ever going to be a channel question? question. Is it a subject question? What is it? We see we see numerous ICOs just going out blasting channels with BS. Now, is this effective? I, I, don't, I don't know if it is. I, I think I think in these this this day of where there's this, you know, these real, uh, really redolent collective cognitive dissonance out there in the media world, in the media space. I think it's quite easy to see the fake news story. Yeah. I think you're underestimating the readers by putting, by putting a kind of um, a, you know a, a, a number of articles together and calling it. Well, exactly. That's what UE Token is, right? The success of UE Token is some guy saying, "I'm about. I'm selling you a nice. I'm not even. Sell, I'm not even packaging this box of crap nicely for you. Here's a box of crap. You can give me money for it. I promise to give you nothing but crap. It it could be a very nice, a very strong uh, coin that he's got there, as in security measures and things, and and it might have some uses later on. Like we can't deny that. Actually, there might be some value in what exactly. He's done. It's like it's like going and trying to bet the rascal and trying, you know, thinking that uh, the rascal is more dependable than the super nice guy, right? He's yeah, totally. It's, he's it's, it's this thing that if you're bad he's done anti marketing. Yeah, himself. if you're if you're honest enough to tell me how bad you are, maybe you're better than the people who tell me how good they are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but not that we're going to go out and say that we're bad, because yeah. we're not. We've, there's some very, very strong points that we've got, and um, this isn't all about just uh, so, us. So, uh, so the latest is that Facebook is banning ICO marketing. The question is, how important is that you know, in terms of channels, in terms of reaching out? Um, it'd be interesting to know what prompted that, wouldn't it? Well, I think that Facebook wants to come up with its own coin. <laughs> That's of course. Yeah. of course. Also, Zuckerberg That's probably got. You know his orders from his masters wherever in the U.S. At the White House, wherever they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to say, okay, you know, we need you to start shutting. Uh, there, there's a lot of money behind traditional finance, right? So, so, uh, so obviously, a lot of people are concerned about the fact that cryptos are going to become uh, a massive um, micro 
peer-to-peer -peer channel of money. I mean, this is, this is a real problem. Like, you know, what the Rothschilds could do that we couldn't do now, we can do with crypto mm -hmm. at, at astonishingly low cost. And that's just going to, that, you know, they're, they're used to being middlemen and making money, right? So this is a problem for them. This is a problem for every large bank that uh, makes you pay them money for holding on to your money and controlling the way you use your money. It's a really big problem for those people because their entire structures are built on living off that. But anyway, to come back to markets, sorry. You know. Well, no, I think that's a very interesting tangent and a very relevant tangent because because the crypto world, and this is a story, this is the story that the, the cryptocurrency, the, the mechanism of it has supplanted venture capital. Yeah, um, and it's done it, it very uh, insidiously. And I wonder if the the VCs over in the Palo Alto ever saw this coming. Um, these would be very interesting questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, both of an historical nature, but also to inform what's going on right now. But then that also says, you know, that tells you that if crypto could uh, could thrive in spite of the financial industry's best efforts, why would Facebook be able to shut down crypto? I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know there are telegram channels also you know that are being used uh, and and uh, if telegram shuts it down there'll be you know you can use diaspora you can use that Pe people are the minute you talk to people you know if I was talking I was talking to some people in India and the minute you talk about it everybody understands the value proposition of tokens and crypto immediately the idea that you can take something from a wallet and move it to another place across the planet in, in the matter in a matter of minutes um, and it's a purely peer-to-peer -peer transaction everybody understands that value proposition immediately so the idea that you know Facebook as a marketing channel is going to be shut down and this is going to be a problem I'm not sure about that actually mm -hmm. uh, but uh, oh, something from the postman okay so mm -hmm. so coming back to when you've thought about your marketing channels um, yeah, let me interrupt you there it's not channels that I see is the question okay it's the story and um, and it's yeah this is this is typical marketing bullshit. What's the story? What's the story there? And it's um, in the fake news age we live in. Stories are going to hold you know comparative, very very relative uh, value there. Yeah. But I mean I mean for instance one of our one of our competitors um, I think we both knew we're talking about. Uh, they went with a, a big story about their deep learning algorithm that they had. Uh, <laughs> That they had a a way of um, I think the story was that it could a way to best utilize the uh, the their net asset value in assigning that to um, commercial properties yeah. and and this you know really this isn't uh, this isn't a very so if smart. anything that knows anything uh, a bit about uh, learning algorithms this isn't this isn't the smartest implementation it's there's going to be a lot of um, these things already have a lot of, you know, it's a real black box approach. Yeah, I mean, investors have got to hope that they're not going to do it. That, you know, they've got to hope Literally. that if they put money on, these guys are just lying about this fancy algorithm that they're building. Because there's so much, I mean, you've got enough risk associated with, uh, with uh, putting your money into a company that's going to invest and into a market. You know, that's fine. That's okay. That's like investing in an IPO. That's like investing in, uh, you know... Uh, in any company, hoping the CEO manages it okay, you know, because you can, you can sort of, you can always comply with the rules and still, still do terrible things, as we see over and over again in the so-called regulated world. 
Um, however, in this case, investors have got hope, geez, hope you don't actually do this and you just use a normal human being who has knowledge about the market to actually just make some reasonably good asset purchases for some reasonably good returns for the crypto investor. That's all you've got to hope for. But from a marketing perspective, it's very sexy to have a neural network or a support vector machine. But think about it. You, would you, would, about. Yeah, but would you actually put money to that? I mean, you might think it's sexy, but at the end of the day, you know, when you're actually going to give money to somebody, you always sort of think at the end and you you try to picture what's the process going on. And, and if you can picture a guy who knows about the local market, right, it, you know, in Sweden, you know, you're going to invest in Sweden. When you're going to put money down, you, you want to know that there's some guy who's been around there, who's been living there, who has some sense of the market, and then he's making, she's making those decisions, right? Um, that's going to take you that last mile, just over the line, the finish line. You go and suppose you tell them, oh, you know, we've got this great computer sitting in Sweden, and it's going to decide which properties. You're like, really? It's going to decide which property. So I'm going to give money, then I'm going to hope the computer has been programmed properly to buy properties. It might end up buying the shittiest property in Stockholm. I, look, I'm with you 100% here, man. I'm just yeah. sitting here nodding and drinking my cup of coffee, which <laughs> yeah. I poured out, yeah. just so people don't think that we're actually doing it like a, yeah, yeah, know, a yeah. dual piss into the bowl yeah, or something. Yeah. It's, it was coffee that was being poured out. Anyway, that, that so, aside... So, I, okay, so there's I'm the algorithm side. What, what, what sort of got you interested in YouTube as opposed to AdWords or Facebook or Instagram? Or, you know, what, 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 what sort of said... I mean, because you've decided, okay, we're doing YouTube. We're going to do YouTube videos. Why, why, why do you like YouTube and what's that story there? YouTube is everywhere. It's for the cheap bastards yeah. that don't want to get a streaming service, uh, Spotify or, or Netflix. Um, they, they go and look at their, uh, their, their series there that are five years old, of course. But, yeah. it, but there's, it's for the cheap bastards. But you also use it to check out the band that you heard a song from. You want to see if they've got any other bands there. Some tennis. I, I watch the tennis highlights on YouTube. You know, I show my daughters the swimming. Uh, yeah, yeah. Michael yeah. Phelps in yeah. the uh, London Olympi- London Olympics there, yeah. 2012. You, you show them the great races. It's all there on YouTube. And if you want to access that content, you have to put. You have to sit through the uh, ad. If it's under 10 minutes, it's going to come right at the front of it there. So YouTube is good because it's uh, it's got this. It's got this wide appeal, um, and I think Google saw this three years ago when they picked it up uh, for that five, record. Five, five. Uh, anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, let's not let details ruin this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, fair enough, fair enough. We're above the uh, the, yeah, the yeah. rabble here. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I think demographically, it has so many strong points. Plus, you can use the Google AdWords platform. Overlaid um, on that, okay. To okay. Uh, to get in there, um, and to Pick the people that you want to be presenting uh, content to. Um, so you're not just picking um, the searches they're doing. You're, are you actually doing demographic uh, targeting? I don't. No, I don't think it goes down to too much demographic targeting. Uh, but you searches that they're doing. Okay. And um, and uh, geographic location. Okay. But as I say, man, it's not so much a channel thing. Um, Specifics aside, yeah, I, I think that, that, that there has to be, in general, looking at marketing of an ICO, I think, I think there has to be a story there that holds water. And I, know, I mean, one of, the, one of the coins that we talk a fair bit about is, um, is that Berlin-based outfit, isn't it? Uh, Hydromine, 
That, uh, Hydro Miner, the, the, the thing that sold out in 30 minutes pre-ICO and ICO and looks like it was written in the 70s. I mean, no bullshit. No bullshit. No right? bullshit, yeah. No, no fancy algorithm stuff, no fancy colors, just, just straight out everything written out, you know, uh, value proposition clear. Um, so There's a lesson in there somewhere, isn't it, between the UE coin, Hydro Mine... Yeah. Um, the BA token. There's, there's, there's. If you've got something real, in a way that people can understand. Seems to be, yeah, yeah. that's what people can understand. Yeah. Um, that's probably that's probably the strength, the strength that a, a marketing campaign has to be uh, transparent in that sense. But hey, it's learning by doing, man. And there's an element of Socrates, as in sitting out in the marketplace. You met Socratic Mora's uh, debate between a, a disciple, yourself, and uh, a uh, and a master and a guru, yeah. myself, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the master, Jedi master. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Socratic. So, so, uh, so basically, what we're looking at is YouTube, and 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 this is interesting that you've uh, decided to disregard uh, trying to isolate personal characteristics and focus on um, a sort of a generalized demand for something. So that we don't have to even think about imagining who the it's it's sort of interesting. Um, you know, when jobs uh, you think about jobs as design philosophy, and uh, and you you get to the point where he was doing design, he wasn't interested in market surveys, surveys, right? He was uh, he was interested in what he thought about as very cool, getting right down to it and doing something really cool. Uh, but but it's sort of an intrinsic approach, um, and then he was I guess focused on uh, his notions of what would be good. This, this is not the same thing, obviously, but it is sort of stepping away from this sort of this uh, design by committee concept. Go and ask everybody their opinion on everything, and, and sort of you know. What do they call them? The group. Uh... Yes, I've, focus groups. Focus, focus, focus yeah. groups. Thank you, sir. That, and that, that so, so <clears throat> maybe that maybe there's some value to stepping away from asking everybody their opinion and just focusing on the the notion of you say here's the value proposition and this general this general idea this value proposition corresponds to a general demand and we will focus on that demand in our advertising rather than focus on go further down maybe lose our way in defining who is actually buying a product. Is it actually, you know, a 21 year old male gamer or perhaps not, mm. you know, perhaps it's uh, a female CEO of uh, a company in Angola, you know, um, who has money to purchase and, and wants to get uh, a balanced uh, portfolio. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. that, that, you know, trying to, trying to see where, where your yeah, demographic the, the, yeah, there's no, no I mean, both, both they home. want Bitcoin. So yeah, if, you, yeah. if you just focus on the fact that both want to buy Bitcoin, you're probably going to catch both of them. Whereas if you just decide that, you know, the only people I know who, the only people who would want my product are, are nerdy, um, you know, 21 year olds in basements who now suddenly can afford Lamborghinis. Maybe that's you sort of miss a few demographics that, that are actually getting onto that train, getting onto crypto. Uh, I think this discussion also ties into um, what you North Americans are so big on, and that's due diligence, and that if a if an investor there is gonna is 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 gonna is gonna really you know convert their BTC or Litecoin or whatever to an altcoin, 
they, they, they have to see the value in it. I've talked about value a fair bit, but, but we have to, they have to see that, that it's going to work what you're going to do with it. And if you think if you can put if one can put that message across, yeah, um, then it's about to succeed. Well, one of the things is that you know one of the things is uh, the value proposition is simple in that we are safer, right? We are safer than you doing a hail mary, hoping that the graph continues to climb upwards constantly. So, so the graph has climbed, and you're lucky. Now, you, you're hoping that the network effect continues and Bitcoin or Ethereum or Ripple or whatever continue to climb, but we're just a little bit safer. So, so yes, you've taken the risk. Now, maybe you want to pull back a little bit. You still love cryptos. You still love speculation. You still want returns. Here's, here's just a, a breather for you. A breather. Give us the breather, Baz. A yeah. breath of fresh air. You know, just the breather. It's called Great Day. And on that note, shall we? Shall we? Okay, that's the end of the podcast. Ciao.